Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Either way, Welcome to episode 42. So today we're going to talk about imposter syndrome and especially in relation to the feeling that running has taken over your life. And along those lines, the sneaky thoughts of doubt that may creep in. Maybe you know these. The ones that say, who am I to be spending so much time on running? Or I'm not a professional athlete. I'm just a recreational runner. Yet here I am out running hours on end. Uh, arranging my entire schedule around my runs. I'm being selfish running so much, or I'm being selfish when I prioritize my runs over my loved ones. Can you relate to all these thoughts? I bet you can. So it doesn't matter the distance or the type of race you're training for, whether you feel this or not. It's more about increasing the volume, I think, of what you've been doing up until now. And kind of thereby moving into sort of unknown territory, unfamiliar territory. Not truly feeling at home with this new training plan and what it requires. And I just want to put it out there. You're not alone in feeling this. My training focus up until very recently in the last few months has been the half marathon mostly. And since I started running about four years ago... I have typically run three runs a week, averaging somewhere between 20-25 miles weekly. Now, on the other hand, I'm training for my first full marathon and I'm finding myself, therefore, in a new season, right? In preparation for the full marathon, I've upped my weekly runs. So first I upped it to four times a week. That was back in the fall, thinking that I was actually going to stick with four runs a week in in preparing for the full marathon and since I hired a coach I ended up upping it again around Christmas time we're in March right now for anybody not listening in real time I ended up upping it again to five runs a week to better spread out the mileage load the volume I guess the weekly volume so my mileage and preparation therefore has increased to 45 miles a week on average. So, as you can tell, it almost doubled, right? And guess what? (laughs) As you can imagine, I'm finding that running is becoming pretty time-consuming, which, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love it. But not just the actual act of running itself, of running those 45 miles a week, but like the logistics and planning surrounding running, right? 
I mean, I have a full-time job. I have a coaching gig on the side and I have kids. <laughs> so, and it really hit me and center last weekend when I truly felt I was morphing into a version of myself I didn't quite recognize. So here's what happened before heading out for my 16 mile long run last Sunday. I decided to make my recovery shake ahead of time. That's another aspect of my marathon training that I've had to wrap my head around, recovery shakes, that is. But I decided to make this shake ahead of time because I run my long runs on Sunday and I've run them before I do my group coaching webinars. And so when I come back on my long run, I'm super pushed for time, right? So I just figured, well, that would be smart having all my things planned out and ready. But like I said, it was just, I was almost seeing myself from the outside in as I was prepping this recovery shake. And as I'm saying, just the fact that I'm actually drinking a recovery shake, I've had to wrap my head around because I've definitely been somebody to really worry about calories in the past. And a recovery shake, how strange it probably sounds to some of you, in my mind, didn't truly serve a purpose, right? I used to be the type of person who would exercise to lose weight, shed calories, so it just didn't make any sense back then. Anyways, so back to the story about my recovery shake. I scheduled to be out the door by 8 a.m. on my Sunday long run so I could be back in time for my webinar at noon and have time, obviously, to get ready. So this whole pacing also of myself on a Sunday morning, getting up at 6 a.m., getting all my mindset and, and self-care routine going and whatnot before I go out on a run on a Sunday, basically, my, my days are pretty similar. <laughs> Whether it's a Monday or Wednesday or Sunday, it doesn't really matter. But this whole pacing of myself on a Sunday morning, prepping the shake while I was eating a little bit before taking off, just had me really feel out of my comfort zone in a way of questioning what I was doing. Thoughts like, who am I to be doing this? I'm not a professional athlete. This is a little overkill, the intensity of it all, while the rest of my family is still asleep, basically. I should probably dial it back. My responsibility should be to my kids or my family. You know, this whole planning my life around five runs a week. So anyways, all these thoughts were going on in my head. And in addition, there's a whole recovery aspect, right? Going to bed earlier the night before a morning run in order to recover and be ready and get enough sleep. And by earlier, I mean, I go to bed before my seventh grade son. So typically my bedtime, I try to go to bed around 8.30 and then lights out by nine. Anyways, another biggie that really messes with our mental well-being is feeling this sort of judgment from people around us, right? Your friends and loved ones for your obsession, your new obsession, your passion for running. It might be a comment like, can't you miss a run? Or why are you running so much all of a sudden? Or you're getting so thin or any kind of looks also you feel you get, the unspoken things. Now, I think the biggest thing here for us is to really acknowledge that 
the battle of these comments. The battle is really playing out in our own mind more than anything, right? And to not just blow the comments out of proportion, which I definitely tend to do. I mean, I would play them over and over and over in my head, you know, all the time. In doing that, I was blowing them out of proportion. And so I was showing up with these people having these thoughts fresh in mind all the time. And I was then acting and behaving based on how these thoughts made me feel while these people might not necessarily be meeting me in that energy anymore, but I wasn't even seeing that. So I just want to point out, it's literally our brain having a dialogue based on our own worst fears. So acknowledging that, yeah, I'm running these many miles to ourselves and others in itself will release so much mental stress. Just stand by what you're doing and just speak it out loud, literally. But if you're a woman, a mom, we tend to feel selfish and wonder how we can do it all and be it all for everybody, including ourselves. How can we prioritize a scheduled run over our kids' school activity, for instance? That means we're a bad mom, right? As if only living our life in reaction to what everybody in our life does is satisfying for us, which it's so not. Fitting our activities in only as an afterthought. And that just really doesn't feel satisfying in the long run. But you know what? You can have your passion and still be there for your family and your obligations. When you feel selfish, remind yourself of your runner's purpose. That's one way, your why for running. I love this so much. And it was brought up recently in my group, Train for a Half Marathon by another runner because I had asked this question in the group about imposter syndrome. And she mentioned how when she feels selfish, she thinks of her why. She said, running gives me purpose. I'm caring for my physical and mental self when I run. And that's needed for me to continue to work hard for my company and give to my family. I think that's brilliant. And it's brilliant because when we anchor back into our internal motivation, which is our why and our purpose, that will outperform external motivation any day. Well, I should, I ought to, because it's on the training plan, or I wanted to lose this much weight, or if I don't do it, I disappoint myself or something, right? Now, in addition to connecting with your why, to really anchor into, you know, your sense of this new runner, you're morphing into, don't underestimate planning. It's been a lifesaver for me. Scheduling your runs and time for your family so that you know both will happen. And so you know that you'll have your runs, you'll get your runs, but you'll also get your time with your family. And this way you don't carry around this mental burden of worrying about if you have time for everything because it's right there in your schedule. So creating, which is actually what we do when we schedule, we create time versus finding time. It's a topic that we've been talking about a lot this year in my runner's mind. It's so much more empowering to understand that we create time rather than feeling that we have to find time, you know, little nooks and crannies here and there, because it sounds 
you know, finding time sounds haphazard. If you can find something, you can also lose it, right? But if you create it, on the other hand, you're the one, you know, being the creator of your own schedule. So I actually just created, because of this, I just created a new unit in our coaching program about time blocking, which is every runner's dream. No more mental fatigue. And it's the best feeling when you create time for your run or maybe your cross training for your run. And you still have time for your family too. I remember during basketball season, spending hours at the school where my boys go, watching both middle school games and high school games one Saturday afternoon. And I was feeling so relaxed knowing that, well, my run was already done and I was exactly where I was supposed to be. I'd scheduled it and I could absolutely be present for it because, you know, I'd completed the things I had scheduled. All right, I hope today's episode gave you some tips and ideas if you're feeling that you can't quite feel at home in your new runner identity. I always say that our runs are only as good as our mindset. So if this is something you'd like to learn more about, come check us out in my Runner's Mind Coaching. Link in show notes, of course. Until next week, runner friend, happy running. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.